we need to create a pathway for you, a timeline. So you want to do a lot of different things and we need to create a systematic way of being and reaching those goals. So first look at honing your craft and your video presence, right? You want to start teaching a class and shooting some videos and doing those things and you're already doing that. So start really tailoring that to fit what your personality is. Your personality shine through and your uniqueness, right? So there's a lot of folks out there, we, we can throw a rock and hit 50,000 cooking videos, but what's gonna make yours stand out? So we need to look at your branding. Is your hair color is always vibrant. <laughs> so that has become your signature on campus. I can see you walking across <laughs> campus. I'm like, oh, here's Kayla. This is a signature that you have. So creating your persona and personality is just as important as your skill set behind that. Hello and welcome to At Your Service. I'm Tim Banks and I'm the Acting Dean of the Business and Computer Systems Division here at Howard Community College. Our special guest today is one of our rock star students in the culinary <laughs> arts program, Kayla Campbell. Kayla, hello. Hello. <laughs> so I wanted to invite you on the show today specifically to really talk about your culinary journey. I know originally you were a major in another field. Oh, Can you yeah. Talk about that? I started in the radiology field in about 2018. I did that because my mother wanted me to be in the medical field, but it wasn't my calling. So I decided to change my major and go with culinary arts from then on and been happy ever since. <laughs> well, so, so you found your passion in culinary arts. I love it. So since you've started in culinary arts, you're one of our students that has been able to maintain through the pandemic. Tell me a little bit about that. The transition from in-person to online was the hardest part for me. Technology in me is not a thing. <laughs> it was hard too because I'm like a hands-on learner. So I had to like basically teach myself the entire way through. And that was the hardest part for me. Yeah, it's hard when you don't have that one-on-one -on -one instruction, mm -hmm. feedback, and mm -hmm. engagement. So it, it can be tricky, of sure. But, mm -hmm. but you're back now. You're back in the labs with us. Yes. So tell me about what you're working on, your current job. I know you're in an internship class. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that is going great. I have picked up four new clients also with the meal preps. This week, I have a cooking class I'm starting on Friday. So Exciting. Yes. I'm trying to figure out how exactly I'm going to go about that, though. I know I'm going to teach them knife skills, different things like how to cut things up, how to sear, and how to properly cook fish. That's what I want to teach them. Oh, people struggle with fish all the time. Yes, they overcook. They overcook fish. Yeah, they <laughs> overcook it. So tell me about your business. You, you started your own business. When did you start it? And what's the name and good stuff? So it started in 2017 as a joke, actually. Mm. So I actually didn't know how to cook anything in, like, before 2017, like anything. So one day I was like, I'm going to go to the market and get some wine. <laughs> so I came home. I cooked some salmon, some uh, jambalaya rice. And it actually came out well. And I took a picture of it and I was like, eat with Kay. And ever since, that's been the name. 
Okay, yeah. so eat with K. Is that your Instagram? Yes. Eat with K on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how did that grow from that that initial salmon and wine? Uh, yes. To so what you're doing day, now. Yes. Every day I would go back to the market because I was like, it was good, but I was like, I need to get better. So every day mm -hmm. I went back to the market, made a new meal, took a picture, eat with K, started my own hashtag from then. And then that's when 2018, I was like, I need to get in the program and start culinary arts. So, yes. Okay. Well, great. So you do a couple different things, right? Mm -hmm. I know that you do meal prep, but mm -hmm. what do you do? I do catering. I do live cooking at cookout. I do mm. private dining. I do the cooking classes now. And I also want to start a cookbook. Oh, and a cookbook. Great. No mm -hmm. one ever thinks to hire a personal chef for a cookout. Mm -hmm. Awesome idea because mm -hmm. there's so much involved with getting really? Getting yes. ready, you really don't get to enjoy your guest, right? Because you're always cooking. So to have a personal chef come in and do the cooking for you at a cookout, next big thing right there. That's <laughs> it, is a personal chef for cookouts. I love that idea. I've never thought of that. So great. So it looks like you're onto a great path. So if you had to carve out the next five years of your life, what Ooh. would it look like? I would want to be on my own cooking show on the Food Network, actually. But I wanted okay. to be budget friendly. So I wanted to be where families can make meals under $20. So. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. So a meal under $20 for about what, three to four people, something like that? Yes. For under 20 bucks, that's, that's a hurdle, especially mm -hmm. the way inflation is going up. So to get into the Food Network scene, there's some hurdles you got to go through. Okay. So definitely, if you want to pursue that, let's mm -hmm. talk about that and we'll come up with a plan and see if we can get you. Please. <laughs> then later. So you have you done any other preparations to get ready for TV? I'm actually going to start that now with the internship. So I wanted to start uh, doing cooking tutorials and start getting more comfortable on camera. So mm -hmm. I got to start recording myself, hearing myself, getting used to my voice on camera first and then go from there. Okay. Well, there's definitely some tips and tricks to mm -hmm. getting yourself ready to mm -hmm. on. I think being on camera and teaching are very similar, right? Because yes. they require audience interaction. So mm -hmm. in front of students or customers mm -hmm. or clients, as well as the, the screen audience, right? That the people you're trying to reach, that mm -hmm. it's some getting used to for sure. Mm -hmm. So... You've got big plans and a bright future sounds like to get ahead. So in your path to HCC, what led you to HCC? What was the attractiveness? Even in radiology, what brought you to HCC? I like the cleanliness of the campus for one. Mm. The staff was very helpful. I started at Baltimore City Community College and they just didn't help me like I feel like the staff here is like willing to help you. They want to help you. And I like that. And because I also was like kind of like in the middle of two majors too. And I was just like, nobody's really like pushing me towards what I need to be doing. They just want like the money. But it's like, you guys actually want to help me. Wow. That's great. Thank you. That's awesome to hear. So you talked about a cookbook, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What type of cookbook are you interested in? I want to do... 
kind of a fusion of like, I would say like gourmet soul food mixed with like some island, but I don't know which. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So a little Caribbean. A little Asian I want to like mix it all up together. Yeah. And then up it, you want to up it up a little bit, make it a little more gourmet, put a little more culinary spin to it, huh? Great. Excellent. So who do you see as your mentors or favorite chefs out there that kind of influence your cooking style? I'm going to go with Emeril. Emeril Dossett. Yeah, I started watching him growing up and I like his setup of his cooking show, like how you are like interacting with your audience. They get to taste his food. He's cooking live. I like his style. <laughs> Great. Okay, so other than Aaron Lagasse, who do you think has been the biggest influence in your career and growing up and, and creating a vision for yourself? I'm going to say you, actually. Oh, me? Wow. Well, what a compliment. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's a feather I will definitely stick in my cap. So any questions for me before we get ready to wrap up our session? This has been awesome talking to you. What do you think I should do next in my steps? Next in your steps, I think we need to create a pathway for you, a timeline. So you want to do a lot of different things and we need to create a systematic way of getting and reaching those goals. So first look at honing your craft and your video presence, right? You want to start teaching a class and shooting some videos and doing those things and you're already doing that. So start really tailoring that to fit what your personality is. Mm-hmm. Your personality shine through and your uniqueness, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks out there, we, we can throw a rock and hit 50,000 cooking videos, but what's gonna make yours stand out? So we need to look at your branding. Just your hair color is always vibrant. With, <laughs> so that has become your signature on campus. I can see you walking across <laughs> campus. I'm like, oh, here's Kayla. This is a signature that you have. So creating your persona and personality is just as important as your skill set behind that. Two things together is what make it a successful personality or or video presence. I would start crafting that. And then you said you wanted to write a book. So Mm -hmm. your cookbook, you need to start documenting and journaling what that story is. Cookbook is so much more than just a collection of recipes, right? It's a reflection of the stories that you weave in and out those recipes that make it a compelling read or an interesting read that people find out about the person behind the food Mm -hmm. is important as the food itself. So for cookbooks, for me, I'm definitely a cookbook lover. I have more cookbooks than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) I probably need a spare room for books, but I like them because it's something about the experience of the person that influences the food as well. We all tell story through food, right? Mm-hmm. So food is one of the vehicles that we use to share, to communicate, to commune, to heal. We use food for all of those things. So mm-hmm. the stories that, that build up and create momentum are important. So the sooner you can start that process of creating an outline of your story and your food and your concept all go hand in hand 
with the video library that you're building, right? So once you start making videos, those that's a library of content. Right. That content lives on forever in the internet. So there's a reference point you can go back to and extract from when you're when you're creating your your storyline. Okay. Any more questions? I, I you see, I clearly like talking. <laughs> so Any more questions? You, I'm happy to to talk because this is so engaging to me. Would you suggest writing it down as I put it in the dish? Like, yes. Okay. Yes, even if you don't write it down, just put your phone on record mm-hmm. yourself through it. Okay, that's a good idea. Because okay? sometimes you got stuff on your hands, right? You're like, ah. <laughs> this right now and right but if you're recording the whole time you can talk yourself through it mm-hmm. go back and listen again and edit and say yeah you know i only added a half a teaspoon of of salt maybe i want to up it to a teaspoon because after i finished the recipe i tasted it and i need right. salt right so you can go back and edit that recording with your note taking then and it's a good way to reflect right so after you've done the audio recording, just sit down and reflect through the list and say, does this make sense or not, right? right? Especially when you're creating from raw. So if it's a recipe that you already like and love and you just want to do subtle changes to it or a few nuanced changes to it to make it your own, totally okay. You have a little bit of foundation, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you're creating from scratch, you definitely want to make sure that and that you can do it again, right? right? So use that recording and say, okay, I'm gonna listen to myself and follow my own direction or give it to someone else and say, hey, listen to this, cook it and see it comes out. That's so do you, development, right? Okay, do you suggest giving the customer the entire recipe or something just to make it? Well, I would say, there's no secrets in the kitchen. First off, there's no <laughs> hidden. I don't care what anybody says. There's no secret. Okay. I said, oh, I got my special ingredient. I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> no, no. Someone knows what it is other than you. Okay, a good taster will know. Oh, it's lemon. Oh, it's, you know, it's this thing. It's that thing. They'll pick it out. Okay. I think share it with someone you trust that's going to give you true and honest feedback. Mm-hmm. Not to someone that you think is going to pirate your recipe and, right. and <laughs> put on a bottle of, you know, secret <laughs> sauce and sell it as theirs and it's really yours. Yeah, just definitely a, a trusted audience first, right? Test subjects. Make sure your test subjects are people that you feel comfortable with. It could be a family relative, a close friend. You can be there with them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it and you say, okay, I'm going to hit play. I'll watch you step-by-step, step, go through this to see if it's digestible, right? If it's something that they're understanding and okay. you stop, I'm going to correct this right now because you should have done this first instead of that. Uh-huh. So you can have feedback and interaction with the process as well. So it's really what you want it to be. And it's about carving out the time to dedicate to it uh-huh. and make sure that it, it checks all your boxes, right? Uh-huh. So when you're creating a recipe, always have what your expected outcomes are and time, right? I see recipes all the time that have, they say it takes 60 minutes. It takes 45 minutes. Everyone's stove is different, right? right? Everyone's methodology is different. Everyone's 
mental capacity is different. So it's never quite in stone, right? Mm -hmm. It can take a very novice cook two hours to do something, we said 60 minutes, and it could take a highly proficient cook, you know, 30 minutes and whip it out. Mm -hmm. So it's just about understanding the audience, engaging that time frame appropriately. So it's a lot of wiggle room in there, depending on the uh, person that's preparing the dish. Anything else? Nothing at the moment. <laughs> okay, great. So can I ask one more question? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Tell me about your, when you do meal prep, right? Mm -hmm. Do you do a variety of dishes for consumption over the week or whatever the time frame is? Say if I ordered seven dishes from you, mm -hmm. how much variety can I get out of that? So, okay, so I do it five or 10. So basically, okay. five or 10. two meals per day for five days or one meal a day for five days. I send you over a list of things that I, usually people don't like, like onions, peppers. So I go down a list, like, um, what are your uh, dietary restrictions, any allergies, what do you particularly don't like or don't eat, and your goal like are you trying to lose weight gain weight or you do you just want to eat good and you can't cook mm -hmm. um good so yeah uh so like dairy restrictions and most of my people are people who work out so oh so you have a fitness or a health based mm -hmm. health conscious client mm -hmm. awesome do you see a lot of keto no i honestly no. don't like if somebody stay like no carbs i don't recommend that because i know like you need carbs mm -hmm. Um, and people always misconstrue that like you need everything that your body needs you can't cut anything out it's just about balance so would you say that brief journey into health sciences has influenced some of your cooking yes I just took a nutrition last semester and that like changed the whole way I thought also like, it was oh. yes okay so is there a difference between cooking a regular meal, say like just random mm -hmm. meal versus a fitness planned meal? What steps would you have to take to prepare that meal? Um, definitely measuring, watching what you put into it, how you cook it, what you cook with, and a lot of weighing, like the ounces matter. Mm, so portion. Mm -hmm. So really influential about portion for the consumer and for the chef. So that's awesome. Okay. Let me see. Is there anything else rolling around in my mind? Because you got me really sparked up <laughs> healthy cooking because I need to influence the healthy cooking and food in my life. Oh, I did have an idea. I have a lot of ideas. but Shoot it. So, let's hear it. Okay. So it was one I said if I was to open a carryout, I would want it to be called, I, would, I would still want it to be called Eat With K, but my concept would be conscious cuisine and like the inner city. Cause I noticed that I'm from Baltimore city. So I noticed that it's not a lot of like healthy options around. So I want to incorporate conscious cuisine. That would be my concept. So basically. Conscious cuisine, inner mm -hmm. city conscious cuisine. Mm -hmm. I agree more. I think that's an awesome niche market mm -hmm. to get into because I think often we see inner city food as ethnic and diverse mm -hmm. and all those things, but often it is calorie heavy, right? 
So fries you can eat every day. Yes. It's, it should be like a rare treat versus right. three or four meals a, a week. You're eating out and, and consuming a large amount of calories. Good idea. I think that's a niche that you could definitely carve space into. Mm-hmm. So if you had a menu, what would that menu look like? Um, definitely lots of green vegetables. Yes. And also no fried foods, low sodium, staying away from red meats mm-hmm. and pork, I feel like. So a lot of uh, seafood would be on my menu. So heavy seafood, heavy vegetable, a lot of roughage and cruciferous vegetables, greens, excellent. No fried. I think that's that's a great way to go. You've created a true vision. So if we could come up with a plan, right, mm-hmm. to start the process of video content, creating library, to book, mm-hmm. and turning meal prep and catering with a fifth mm-hmm. theme into brick and mortar, mm-hmm. right, as a, as a true destination pathway. There's a lot of incentives and monies out there available for women. Tap into it. I don't know where to go. Get you some funds, right? <laughs> funds to get you off the ground. So I think that a, a definitely a concept worth exploring and being deeper into. Anything else? And I, I think you're on a great path right now. What else does your future look like? Okay, so I don't actually want to be the cook at the restaurant that I open. Okay. Um, But I want to, because I like to move around a lot. So I don't want to be like stationary, but I want to be a private chef for like celebrities. Celebrity chef. Yes. Have you heard of Cat Cora? No. Check out Cat Cora, C-A-T-C-O-R-A. She was a chef. She became a private chef, then celebrity chef. She won a couple seasons of Iron Chef. Just a great role model. I think that you could look at her pathway and it may mirror a lot of what your goals and intentions are. So that would be a bit of advice I would say, yes, definitely do. Start finding people who have traveled the journey that you're wanting to embark on and start looking at what they did to make it happen. Okay. Carla Hall, another great chef out of Washington, D.C., went to culinary school, found her footing, got into uh, competition cooking on TV, led to a full journey and career of different things. So look at people that are doing what you want to do and cherry pick out the best parts of their career path and it can align with what you want to do and start attaching yourself to local chefs. Uh Chefs you can meet the better because it's getting your name out there. You're learning about them and their concepts. You know, there's no sense of competition, right? People think that the culinary world is love. Well, I do this, so you do that, and we don't talk to each other. (laughs) It's a community of communication, and the connections that you make can be very Mm long-lasting. Struggles and journeys are often something that you could be dealing with, and they can help you navigate through that. So 
by sharing in community and talking to other professionals that are doing the things that you want to do are great ways to make solid connections and get you going. We need to get you on TV too. I know. <laughs> on uh, Baltimore in the morning that uh, I think you could be a good candidate for. Uh, that would be fine. Huh? I said that would be fun. That would be fun, right? Yeah, to have some TV time. So <laughs> let's work on that. So we got our homework to do, right? Yes, a lot. <laughs> we got to start this journey. We got to get some things down on, on paper. We have to see what that's going to look like. And Eat With K is your brand, right? So you've got branding. You've got fiery red hair. That's your signature. You've got a concept, which is healthy cuisine, fitness cuisine. You've got all those things. We just need to put the cars in the right order on the train. So when it leaves the station, we have minimal stops and minimal headaches along the way. Okay, so that's the plan. We just need to work our steps. So okay. anything else before we wrap up today? Um, No. <laughs> no? Okay, well, I definitely wish you well. I think you have a bright future going on. When are you graduating from HCC? Next May, finally. <laughs> Congratulations to you. We will celebrate the day. Yes. We all look forward to celebrating graduations and special events in life. So any other big plans for you in the future? Well, hopefully we can go to France next year. Oh, you know, that's a great segue because Passport to Pastries is back. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> next spring, we're going to be taking the maiden voyage of Passport to Pastries to Europe, to France. So I know there's a lot of excitement and buzz going on around that. I think you have to take a class, of, but you were part of the first group, mm -hmm. the Kabosh, because of 2020. Right. So maybe in line for the next group. I don't know what it's going to take to get the ball rolling, but keep in touch and we'll definitely find out okay. the best direction for Passport to Pastries. So Passport to Pastries is a class that's in the pastry arts certificate and degree that students can take to get hands-on experience learning European and French baking and pastry techniques from the best in France. I think it would be a great experience for anyone that has passion about moving into the pastry arts world and coming to HCC to see what we got going on here and taking that journey. Thank you for your time this morning. This has been a wonderful show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have because uh, I just like getting to know students better and finding out what your fuel is, what, what drives you to want to get to the next level. So mm -hmm. signing off for now, I'll see you on campus. Have a great, great, great day. Thank you for having me. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.